Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 8 of Podmas. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're all alone again. All alone. But that's okay. Yep. You know, I like you. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are going to be discussing Kidnapped. Yeah, this was like, I feel like we kind of took a step back here with the uh, live actions. Yeah, I don't know if we said this in a previous episode or a further one because we're recording this all over the place, but we were just saying how we're super stoked or super upset because, you know, Podmas were flying through these movies, but they're all good movies and we need we should have given them more time, but not this one, man. I think we both agree that it was not our favorite movie. No. But we're going to talk about it anyway. But first, it's time for our 30-second Disney Dash. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) That's how I feel. I just didn't... I just couldn't retain a lot of this movie because it it just wasn't engaging to me. That's how I feel. Um, But, hey, that's what we do here on Grown Up Kids. We're going to give you our most honest review, whether that is we didn't get it. And there's always going to be history and facts, so those are coming at you after this. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you ready? No. Do you want I'm me to go first? To, I'm still trying to figure out who this one character is. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> Do you want I me just, to go first? I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Okay. No, I'll go. All right. You better get ready. I'm hitting the button. On your mark. Get set. Go. So we meet this kid named David whose dad has died, but he gets a letter from his dad saying to go to the house of Shaw's. But then he gets there and he meets his like old grumpy uncle Ebenezer, who's just a scumbag. And then he like basically lost all of his inheritance to this guy. He almost gets put into indentured servitude. Then he gets saved out of it. And then in the end, he ends up getting his inheritance thanks to his buddy, Alan. 26. That was that was the gist of what I got from the movie. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. All right, are you ready? Nope. Set. Go. David Balfour. 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 Uh, he, his dad owns this really nice estate, but his dad's dead, and he goes to his uncle who lives at that estate, and then I think we find out his uncle killed his dad. Not right, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, somehow his uncle like gets him kidnapped by this chip. And I don't know why. And then he gets freed after he helps this other guy named Alan. And then they run into some redcoats. And then he, Alan saves him again. And then, yeah, in the end, he gets his way. That was exactly 30 seconds. Whew! I've never gotten that close before. I was like, it's going to happen. <laughs> you gave me no warning. <laughs> None. <laughs> All right. So some history on Kidnapped. Um, it's a 1960 live-action film. Adapt. It's an adaption of the Robert Louis Stevenson classic, Kidnapped, from 1886. Um, it stars Peter Finch and dreamy James MacArthur. Yeah. Uh, and was Disney's second production based on a novel by Stevenson, the first being Treasure Island. And it also marked Peter O'Toole's feature film debut, which is really unfortunate because I really... <laughs> 
uh, couldn't grasp and understand who the heck Peter O'Toole's character was in this film. Yeah, sadly. Uh, so Kidnapped was released on May 18th to tepid reviews. Though faithful to the novel and boasting bright technicolor location scenery, the film was found lacking in excitement. The New York Times concluded that either Mr. Disney, who made a vigorous treasure island ten years ago, has lost his touch in the intervening decade, or the kids have been spoiled by Gunsmoke and Peter Gunn. Basically, I think they didn't like the effects of the film. They thought that they were not done up to par as to what they could be. And, like, the excitement just wasn't there, which is honestly what I completely agree with. There was nothing... Like, Treasure Island is um, pretty old compared to this film, and I liked Treasure Island better than this one. Um, and it just, like... I liked James MacArthur in it, obviously, because I like James MacArthur, but, like, his character was the was the best part of the film, in my opinion. Like... He played his role the best. He had the best parts. But, like, everything going on around him was where I was kind of just, like... What's happening? Yeah, like, there were so many... I feel like there were so many subplots or something maybe going on that I just couldn't grasp it. Yeah, something. I mean, I was awake the whole time watching this film. It's not like I was dozing or anything. I'll, I'll say that straight up if I am. But... I don't know. We did, both of us, like neither of us, could like fully grasp what was happening. But can we talk about Treasure Island? Man, that doesn't feel like ten years ago. I know. <laughs> I feel like we just watched that earlier this year. <laughs> All right. So, do you see my title on this one? Mildly interesting facts by Katie. Because <laughs> there was no really good facts. But I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. I'm always going to give you something. So, Peter O'Toole, who plays Robin McGregor, who me and Meg have no idea who he is in the I film. know he's related to Rob Roy. Yeah. So, some connection to Rob Roy, which is, I'm not going to say cool because I didn't like that movie either. <laughs> which is you unfortunate know. because, guys, I love Scotland. Yeah. I would love to love these films that are, like, based in Scotland, but I just, I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah. Um. So... They cast him for the part because he had played the pipes in his youth, and the director was looking for a tall, young actor who could play the pipes. That's all they were looking for. All right. He got it. Um, So, again, with Peter, his flatmate in 1959, who was actor Kenneth Griffith, later told a story about about O'Toole's first day on Kidnapped. So the studio called the flat, wanting to know where he was, as he had not shown up to work. So Griffith answered the phone, found O'Toole still asleep, and told him, you're 45 minutes late to set. And O'Toole said, has my car come? And, he, and Griffith said, no. And O'Toole said, no car, no me, and went back to sleep. So Griffith joked from then on, uh, there, there had been a Rolls Royce. <sighs> there has been a Rolls waiting for him. A Rolls Royce. Yeah. Adding that this attitude is why Griffith himself never became a star. I'd have been there on the dot. Me too. Is this like your first big film? Same. Whew. Dude's uh, got a big head. So Peter Finch, who had become one of the biggest stars in England in the 1950s, said he greatly enjoyed playing Alan Breck Stewart. He was cool. 
Yeah, I like that character. Um, he said, It was a role of tremendous power and by far the most exciting thing I've ever done. And he spent weeks developing a Scottish Highland accent for the part. He did a pretty good accent. That's a tough, tough accent. That's a tough accent. Yeah. Da- uh, David, David, a.k.a. James MacArthur. Not not <laughs> such a good accent. I'll talk about that later, actually. <laughs> um, Ebenezer Balfour pays 20 pounds to have David kidnapped. Thanks, Uncle Ebenezer. Jeez. You're great. That is roughly equivalent to a year's pay for a worker at that time and would equate to over 2,000 American dollars in early 21st century prices. That's crazy. Really didn't like his nephew, apparently. He Well, he really liked money. That's what it was. Yeah. But how crazy he spends that much money to get the inheritance. I mean, I guess maybe the inheritance really was like a ton compared to that, you know? Yeah. And he wanted that whole estate, right? Because really that belonged to David. Right. The House of Shaws. Mm-hmm. So, although they shared the first, same first and last names, the director, Robert Stevenson, was not related to Robert Louis Stevenson, whose novel this film was based off of. That's kind of funny. Um, The Disney publicity department had some fun with that coincidence, though. Um, They, like, quoted, kidnapped author and its director have more in common than name. Uh, the two Stevensons share the same young and hard approach to all facets of life and the same sti- stimulating and lively imagination which colors their creative work. I disagree with you. Well. Because it wasn't colorful to me. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I don't want to bash it the whole time. Yeah. I'm just trying to be honest. So for the last 20 years of his career, Stevenson was under exclusive contract to Walt Disney making live action films. From Old Yeller and Mary Poppins to the Shaggy DA. That's like the, um, that's like the uh, sequel to the Shaggy Dog. Oh, I thought it was Dumbledore's Army. Yeah, that too. Okay. Um, his Disney films were extremely successful commercially, and he was a perfect fit for the studio. I'll say, I like. Well, I haven't seen the Shaggy DA, but I love. I like Old Yeller. I love Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, the Shaggy Dog is great, so I'm going to assume that the sequel. Sequel. Mm-hmm. is, you know, at least tolerable. But I don't like this film, Mr. Stevenson. I'm sorry. I just said I wasn't going to bash it more. Um, Stevenson later said, what was the best executive I ever met in my life? With all those things he was running, Disneyland and so forth, he never had no time for things. Great ease. He was never flustered. He would be tremendously involved in the script. He had this very interesting interesting gift when the story was beginning to gel it was almost as if he went into a trance and spoke in tongues he began to actually do the dialogue that was the secret of good writing around here never interrupt walt when he was in full cry i like that Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's nice to hear a behind the scenes um account like of walt yes because i feel like we don't honestly like we haven't really come across that that often not no not very often at all so yeah i mean this guy was with him for at least 20 years, you know? So, yeah, he obviously knew him. He was there. Well, he was contracted to the company even after Walt died. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's really cool to get that little, those little nuggets information to, like, shape more of who Walt was. Because clearly, you know, he was a hard worker. Clearly, you know, he was creative. But, like, to hear that, like, he would get on this role and, like, he would just, like, slip into these characters. Right. That's really cool. All right, characters. characters. Um, so first up, I pulled David Balfour. He is played by James MacArthur. 
Um, so David's the main character. He, in the beginning of the film, he gets this letter from his deceased father that tells him to go to the house of Shaw's, which is where he discovers his uncle Ebenezer, who then, like, this whole plan comes out where his uncle Ebenezer is going to get him kidnapped because I don't think he was expecting him to show up to the estate, possibly. Um, so then it was just kind of like, or he was expecting it, and that's why he, like, planned the whole kidnap thing. He was, like, waiting for him there. So he gets him kidnapped on this ship, and he's gonna get sold into indentured servitude, which would mean, like, seven to ten years of, basically, slavery. Mm -hmm. Um... And that, that's, that was his way of getting rid of him. Um, but David ends up escaping that with his buddy Alan, Breck Stewart. Um, well, the ship, he, like, crashes, doesn't it? Yes. And then they wash ashore. Yeah. And he loses Alan for a little bit. Right. But if it wasn't for Alan... If it wasn't for David overhearing a plot right, to Alan. kill Alan, yeah. they never would have joined forces, and then the whole rest of the story never would have worked out that way. Yeah. See, we regress, regress some things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I liked David's character. I think that he was probably the most... Him and Alan were yeah. probably the two most interesting parts of the film. I agree. And their, like, relationship and how they work together. Um, but I think that David is a Gryffindor. I could see that. He's just kind of, again, like, thinks with his heart and not his head because he he overhears this conversation and, like, clearly it's dangerous to create a plot with this person who you don't really know um, to let them know that, like, basically there's a plot to kill them and, the, like, the whole, the whole plan of, you know, how, like, them getting away and everything, it's... It was luck, but it was also, like, they still worked together, and, like, th them having that relationship still worked out for them. I would almost argue Hufflepuff for him, too. Because if you, like, the kid gets kidnapped, mm -hmm. right? Which, by the way, that part actually made me go, like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't see that coming. I know the, I know the movie's called Kidnap, but you don't know, like, who or why, or why or what or whatever and then like it literally all of a sudden happens and like it's intended to like they even tell david that and then he sees his uncle floating away <laughs> um i just went off on a tangent what was i talking about oh hufflepuff um because he just like kind of accepts that this is his fate and then just is kind of like patient about it like he almost like he knows like he'll get out of it eventually and he just kind of like goes with the flow and like he overhears that this guy's going to get murdered, and, like, he goes and tells him. They join forces. He just seems kind of, like, loyal to whoever he's with at the time. I can I can see that, too. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay, next is Alan Breck Stewart. So this is the guy who... Um, so the ship that David's on hits his ship. That's right. And he comes aboard and, like, pays his way, pays his, like, fare to be taken to, I think, just their next stop or something, just, like, passage. Yeah. But then they know that he has money, so then they plot to kill him so that they can get the rest of his money. Um, so, that's mean. But... <laughs> <laughs> but Alan plays a huge role in David getting his inheritance at the end. And because of his cunningness at the end, I think, with tricking Ebenezer, I'm arguing Slytherin for him. So he tricks Ebenezer into basically admitting 
that it was all a setup. And that's how David ends up getting his inheritance because they have who is with them at the end. But but Alan and Ebenezer are talking, and Alan talks coerces him into it. But then David is hiding with Mister Rain Kelor Rain Kelor. Uh, I don't know if he is like honestly. I didn't grasp who he was, but the fact that Alan was able to get uh, Ebenezer to like, say his crimes, ended up helping David get his inheritance because, like, all of Ebenezer's crimes were revealed. That's a lawyer. Lawyer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's right. Yeah. That's the lawyer. Yes. Who says that he needs proof Correct. in order to charge Ebenezer. Yes. Yes. So then Alan plots this way, this, like, whole scheme to get Ebenezer to confess to him. Yeah. Sucks to suck, Ebenezer. Yeah. Let's talk about you. Yeah, he is just a sleazebag. Anyone whose name is Ebenezer, we have Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. Although, he does comes turn around. around. He comes around. Ebenezer but. doesn't. Ebenezer Balfour does not come around. Um, yeah, he's just, he's just not nice and is just, cares about money, that's it. Like, doesn't care about family at all. He's also kind of gross. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm not going to put him anywhere. He's totally a Slytherin. No, he doesn't deserve to be anywhere. He's cunning. I'm sorry. He doesn't deserve to be anywhere. I mean, I appreciate it, but he's pretty Slytherin. Termstring. Okay. One more person here. Okay, well, actually, Captain Hoseason, he's the guy who's on the ship that kidnaps David, I'm guessing. yeah. He, again, like, doesn't seem like a nice person. He is clearly just out for money. Yeah, like, okay, I'll kidnap this kid for you. Yeah, I'll Whatever. sell him. Okay, we'll kill this guy who we just promised we would help and yeah. carry to his destination. Not a nice person. No. Um, so, last person, and I'm, like, super confused. And if anybody can help us understand who this is or, like, his role in this, I, I don't... I don't fully get it. So, Robin McGregor. He is related to Rob Roy. I think he's his... Son? I think he's his nephew. Okay. He's related either son or nephew, something like that. Um, but, I like, I just, I don't, I don't get who he was. So, seriously, like, before we sat down and recorded, Meg was like, I need to know who this is. And she was, she sat here for five to ten minutes reading plots, reading summaries. I couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't find it at all. Like, so. no description. Like, like on IMDb, they usually do a really great breakdown of mm-hmm. the synopsis. Mm-hmm. His name's not even mentioned in the synopsis. Yeah, I'm really... So, even like, like, what was the purpose of his character then? I don't get it. There was even, like, fun facts about him, because I get a lot yeah. of my trivia from IMDb, because they have a section, and it's all usually really good stuff. I don't know what I missed here, guys. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. So, if you know, please, educate us. We would yeah. love that. Or maybe we're just so podmissed on day eight, we don't <laughs> even know what to think anymore. I don't know. We've recorded quite a few episodes, and I have liked a majority of these films, so I, I don't think that it's that. I think that this movie really just struggled. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if anybody disagrees, but if you do disagree, like, tell us why, and maybe we'll understand it better. Like, yeah. I just, I just really didn't grasp this plot or anything. Yep. Like, I mean, I guess I did. Like, I understand David's story, but I didn't understand everything else going on outside of David's story. Fair. Okay. I agree. 
Favorite characters and scenes. Seeing it, I cannot, honestly, I can't pick a favorite character between David and Alan. I like them both. Dynamic duo. They work very well together. Yes, I agree. Um, they're, yeah, they just, they come up with plots together. Good. They, they just like, they seem to communicate well. They work well together. Um, favorite scene. This is super <laughs> random and, like, only I would like this because of this. But at the end of the movie, when David and Alan are going to Mr. Rain Kellor. Rain Kellor. I don't know how to say his name. Rain Kellor? The lawyer. They're going to the lawyer. They go to his house, and there's a little kitty, like, sitting on the wall right next to his, like, door. And as soon, before he goes in, he, like, gives a little pet, and it just looks so happy. Aw. I love it. Little kitties. It was so cute. Kitties for the win. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a cat mom slash cat fan slash cat obsessed one. So my favorite character, again, I'm going to agree with Meg. I can't pick between David and Alan because they just work so well together. And I don't know. I just really like the friendship that they create. Mm-hmm. Um, and favorite scene is any scene that James MacArthur didn't have an accent. When he had it, it was good. But then it dropped off a lot. And I was like, wait, yeah. am I in Swiss Family Robinson? Am I in Third I mean, Man it was on just the Mountain? like straight up American. Yeah. Like not even like British. No. Not even to try and cover it and be no. like, oh, I'm from the UK. No, just American. Just no, nothing. Just no accent. It would be like certain lines he'd get like the, like the super thick Scottish accent mm-hmm. for like a second. And it would be good. And then it would just go away. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, oh, you had it. There it is. Nope. <laughs> um, least favorite character. I, I got to go Ebenezer. He's just, he's just not a nice person. Um, and least favorite scene is probably whenever he takes him to go get kidnapped. Because, like, seeing that look, like, seeing David realize what's happening was just kind of, it was kind of heartbreaking, honestly. Having him be like, wait, what? And then all of a sudden, like, there's nothing he can do because, like, his way back is his uncle who wants nothing to do with him, clearly. And he's leaving already. Yeah. Yeah, my answer's the same. Ebenezer, least favorite. You don't do that to family, mm-hmm. whether they're blood family or chosen family. You don't do that. You shouldn't do that to another human being in general, yeah. whether they're related to you or well, not. We sell you into indentured servitude. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, and I agree. The le- my least favorite scene is probably when he gets because that was like it, it actually shocked me. And I, I was mean, like, it was Whoa! a good scene. It yeah. was well acted. Yeah. Sad, but it just sucked. Yeah, because he like gets shown in like they're gonna show him the quarters and everything, and then they're like, "Oh, BT Dubs, you're stuck here now." Yeah, yeah, I agree. What'd you take away from it? Don't be a sleazeball to family. <laughs> Like, don't be like Ebenezer. Seriously, I just don't treat people that way. Anybody. Like, honestly, like, treat people the way you want to be treated. I don't I, that's know why the that's biggest, so hard. No, it is so hard for people sometimes to comprehend, but, like, this is just the perfect example. Yeah. I'm going to take away, um, don't be greedy. Yeah, that's a good one. I, go, I mean, it goes right along with what you said, because why is he treating his family like that? Because right. he's greedy. Um, nothing in life is as important as the relationships with people you love. So why are you going to throw that all away for money? Can't take it with you. Because Ebenezer doesn't love David. Sucks. Oh, that does suck. Still, you should love your fellow human beings. People, man. People. 
I feel like this is a really short episode. Yeah. But, but you know you what? Know, it is what it is. Sometimes it happens. Go. I'm going to ask our listeners to go watch this movie. See if it was hard for you to grasp as it was for us. It just like compared to all the movies it's surrounded with yes. right now. It kind of sticks out like a sore thumb to me because there's so many and like you're gonna just wait until you hear the episode for tomorrow like i can't believe that that movie is next after this one (laughs) i agree (laughs) it's bizarre to me yeah yep so yeah let us know what you think if you know who robin mcgregor is the big mystery please let us know yeah what was his role tell me i don't know related to the great rob roy scottish robin hood Okay, Meg's giving me the look. So grown-up kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can find us on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod and on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. You can join our Facebook discussion group, Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast group, and find our comprehensive list of movies that we're going to be watching along with the availability to be on the show with us. All you need is Skype and a set of headphones. So if you're interested in being on the show, hit us up and we'll get you on the list if there's an opening. Um, lastly, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grownupkidspod. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to watch Pollyanna ahead of tomorrow's Podness episode. You should be excited. Guys, it's so good. It's a good one. A super good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.